Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Barbara Gian at barbaragian.com. I hope everybody's doing amazing. I have a special guest for you today. It is my friend Christina, who's a fairly new friend, but feels like an old friend. And I just think she has a lot of wisdom and inspiration to offer all of us along the lines of saying yes, even to things that scare us, even to things that we have no idea how they're going to turn out. And what I really hope that many of you get or take away is that when you say yes, because I don't think we talked too much about this in the interview or the conversation, but when you say yes, it's never, ever, ever just for you. You're also opening the way to serve others. Um, I think about our conversation today and how you'll hear her story, but the things that she said yes to are totally serving so many others who wouldn't have had maybe their new opportunities in life at this stage uh, that they have because of her, because of her decision to just step out in faith and do the darn thing. So also we talk about taking action even if those actions lead you to failures or mistakes. But one thing we didn't cover is even when those things don't turn into failures or mistakes, it could just be a neutral thing. You make a decision, you take a course of action that really doesn't lead to anything. So it's not a mistake or a failure, but it just really didn't pan out the way maybe you thought it would or hoped it would. But then you shift in a new direction and you look back and everything that happened to that point served a purpose and got you right to where you needed to be. And so nothing is in vain. Nothing's a waste. And I just wanted to kind of highlight those two lessons that I took away anyway. And I hope that you will be able to for yourself. So we're going to get into the interview. But before we do, I just want to remind you that the show is brought to you by the Today I Am Grateful Gratitude Journal. And this is something that I personally use every single day. It is newly updated. So it has uh, still the same content, a little bit extra bonus material. And it is all new on Amazon. You can find the link in the show notes and grab it for yourself or a friend. All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Christina Hart. All right, here we are. So I'm so glad that you actually agreed to come on the show. And I don't even know if I properly asked you because I was like, you, we met for coffee. And every time we meet, I feel like you have something new that you share with me. And I'm like, Oh, my God, this girl has like 10,000 fascinating things going on. So I'm like, you need to be on my show. And then we opened up my phone calendar and put you in. So thank you. <laughs> no problem. That's like, it's funny. You just said that. That's like the story of my life. Every time I, you know, 
talk to my cousins I haven't spoken to in a while. They're like, oh my God, you should like write a book or be on a show because your life is always doing something interesting. It is. And you are. And I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, we met. I remember clearly when we met, because when we first met at a networking event, you were sharing that you had just moved from Florida. And I was just getting ready to move my daughter to Florida. So my ears perked up, right? Uh huh. And there was something else that connected me to you. What was it? Gosh, I can't remember off the top of my, my head, but it was something else. And I was, oh, it was the RV you mentioned. Okay. Yeah. So I'll have you share more about that. But at that time, we had just sold ours. And so again, it was like another thing that caught my attention about you. But it's only been what? Six months, maybe since April or April ish. Yeah. We've yeah. met, but I already feel like we're old friends. Like we just know each other. Every time we meet, we have like just comfortable conversation and we have a lot of things in common. So I yes, definitely want to, yeah, I wanted to have you on and just share your whole life. Because <laughs> again, <laughs> you have so many things going on. They're <laughs> also fascinating. So let's start with your your move. I want to know all about that whole shift, starting with where you are originally from oh, and how you got here. Like originally, originally from? <laughs> hey, I, I, I guess I don't know that story. So yes, girl, take us there. Well, born in, right, uh, born in uh, Queens, New York, and then raised in New Jersey. So I was in New Jersey my whole life. Um, so about eight years ago, seems like longer, but probably eight to 10 years ago, my corporate job that I was working for had a transfer promotion to Tampa, Florida. We don't, we didn't know anything about Florida other than Disney World. No family, no friends there. But I just thought of it as a huge opportunity to do something different. Um, you know, being in New Jersey for so many years, I was just getting tired of it, and I wanted to see new places, do new things, and so. We decided to go for it, so I took the job, and we moved to um, a area just south of Tampa. Absolutely loved it. I mean, like as soon as our airplane landed, and it's just sunny skies as opposed to Jersey that's dark and gloomy, we were so happy we made the decision um, to go over there and just start a new life. Um, and then about. I would say three years ago, we transitioned from the west coast of Florida to the east coast of Florida, um, mainly to help out my son, who is on his way to become a pro surfer. There are better waves on the east side of Florida, and during that time I was in Tampa, we would help him out and travel to the east coast. I would, you know, go every weekend with him and Airbnb and enter into contests on that side. And the more that I kept going, I, you know, me and him were like, oh my gosh, this neighborhood, this atmosphere, the vibe on the East Coast was amazing. So my husband kept checking it out too. And we're like, you know what, let's go to the East Coast. So we moved over to the East Coast about three or four years ago and absolutely loved it. Um, that is our, we call it our forever home. Because in the future, that is where our retirement or final house, whatever you want to call it, that's where we want to be. Um, so I would say, let's see, it was during COVID, um, 
August of last year, our house that we were living in, it was a big, nice four bedroom house, two stories right on the beach. Um, the current owner, because of COVID, and I, and I think at that time, it was a seller's market, decided, you know what, we're just going to sell our house and make bank. And we're like, oh my gosh, it just came out of nowhere. Um, so I thought that this was an opportunity to, again, do something different and do something new. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. My computer just flickered. I don't know why. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I always wanted to RV. Um, I always brought it up to uh, my husband and my family, and they thought I was nuts, like, for the past few years. They're like, no, we're not doing that. Are you crazy? But I kept on bringing it up, and then I just thought of it, you know, when it was time for our lease to be up. I'm like, you know what? Instead of buying a new house, I actually want to travel first. And, you know, we were fortunate enough that both of us could work from home, and we could work from anywhere. So I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, I think it's a sign, especially during COVID. It was just hard to travel, you know, um, by flying and stuff since so many places were shut down. So I'm like, we could just travel the U.S. I think it's going to be so exciting. We've never really done that before. We always stayed on the East Coast and the Caribbean. So I'm like, let's do it. Um, so we started going to RV shows and my husband was slowly getting convinced of how nice RVs are inside. Like if you have never gone inside an RV, go to a, a show or a store and check them out. They are not what you think. A lot of people think, ooh, you know, it's going to be cramped up and gross in there. It's the opposite. Some are like luxurious and they're beautiful inside and there's so many cool stuff inside. So we were impressed and we went ahead and got an RV and, um, made a lot of stops that we wanted always wanted to visit like Austin, Texas and Sedona, Arizona and our final destination to California obviously for surfing. So we made it over here. Um you know, to be honest, I haven't lived or been in California quite often, so I had the stigma that California was kind of like pretentious and not my type of vibe is just pretty much what social media and TV projects about other states. I'm pretty sure people have feelings of what they think Florida is. <laughs> okay, let me talk. Remind me later. I'll tell you what my niece is always trying to clown. Okay. <laughs> so, but we made it here to the um, to Oceanside, which we've never been, and it just happened that we chose Oceanside because a lot of the RV camps in uh, Huntington Beach and San Clemente were fully booked. So we were kind of like, where do we go? Where else is there a surf spot? And someone told us about Oceanside and their RV resort was open. So we came here and I was impressed and I love the vibe here, the beach vibe and the people are so nice. Definitely what is not projected on TV about California and actually reminds me of Florida a lot in terms of laid back, really chill, nice people down to earth. And I was very surprised. And um, we were going to just stay here for like a few weeks. Um, but we've been here since October. So it's going to be one year. So already. Yeah. And it's so funny because the first, I want to say three to six months, we were in limbo, kind of like, 
are we going to go back now? What are we doing? So I never quite, even though it's a year, I still feel brand new because it's the mindset of the first three or six months. I kind of felt like a vacationer and a tourist, like, oh, I'm just visiting and, you know, this is not my home. I'm not going to continue or start my business here or meet new people um, because there's no point in that. We're leaving anyways. Um, And then, you know, I just we we just decided, you know what, like, this is actually a really nice place. Like, let's, let's, let's live here. <laughs> so that's what happened. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. I'm jealous of your life. This sounds so fun. So you're the one who initiated this whole thing with the RV. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. it took a little bit of time for your, for you to get your husband on board, which you did. And what about your son? What was his, what were his thoughts? Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, at first he, he hated it. Um, just because, you know, he's 17 years old and he saw the RV and he basically does not have his own bedroom. Um, so he's just like, how, how are we going to do this? So he's in the living room here. There's a, there's a pullout sofa and, you know, the dogs are in the living room with him too. And then, you know, we have our own master. So he was just like, I don't want this, you know, this is crazy. But the good part about this transition was that um, he's he's a traveler. So the first few months that we got the RV, he wasn't even with us. He was in Costa Rica for about a month, and he also was in Dominican Republic for about a month. So that trek that we drove from Florida to California was just me and my husband by ourselves while my son was in Dominican Republic with his surf camp. So he didn't, he didn't experience the actual travel, which I, I kind of hoped he would, but he wasn't into it at all. Obviously he'd rather be surfing in the Caribbean, which is great too. But I thought it was awesome too, that me and my husband got to spend like, it was basically a romantic trip across the country for the both of us so that we could do like adult things together and explore places and different spots together. So Right. Wow. That's so, and you guys have traveled with your son all over, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you mentioned a couple of things in that story and part of it was your corporate career. So I want to talk a little bit more about that because you're no longer in corporate. You are totally full on entrepreneur and that's been shifting even in your short time here in Oceanside. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention Yeah, Oceanside is one of the top places for surfing, right? We host several pro surf competitions every year. So does your son, I know you said when we met that he goes out every morning to just get in the water. Does he do that here or in Carlsbad? Yes, he goes to um, the, mainly to the harbor and then sometimes at the pier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know you mentioned that. So as far as your career, what what was that whole journey? You were in corp, and this was a big company that you worked for, a major company. Yes, yep. for the entire time. Yes. So when you know, and then this is probably going to lead to more more stories. But <laughs> I graduated college um, with a business management and human resource degree, um, and then right after, I just went into corporate and just climbed the corporate ladder and human resources. Um, and the last job that I had, um, I was in there, I want to say five or six years, but I've been in human resources for about 15 to 20 years. 
Um, I, the aspect that I love about human resources and probably if I, God forbid, if I ever had to go back to corporate, it would definitely be in HR just because I like working with people. And if you don't know much about HR, other than those are the people that fire you (laughs) and make the rules, um, there's different parts to it. You know, there's payroll, there's, um, uh, let's say there's health insurance. Uh, the part that I was in was called training and development, which was my favorite part because I got to work with people individually and help them grow within the company and learn about their skills and help them train to to grow and be better, not just for the job. I, I took it deeper just for their personal growth. Um, so that's what I did. Um, for so many years, like being in front of, of like a group of people, maybe it's like an onboarding class, um, teaching new hires about the corporate um, rules and what we do here and um, just kind of growing with the staff that comes in, which was pretty cool. And you said about 15 years that you worked in corporate? Yeah. So during that time that you were actually in that industry working, Mm -hmm. were you enjoying it? How did you feel about it then? I was enjoying just the the people aspect. But then what happens is, um, so this is a a retail company, and I I worked pretty much 10 hours a day, um, even on weekends and some nights, because with retail, it's pretty much open all the time. Um, because your employees are working, you know, early shift, late shift. So I had very um, kind of like uncomfortable hours where I rarely saw my family. Um, and at times it would get intense because you're, you're dealing with people's problems and they want you to fix it. Um, and then sometimes you can't fix it the way that you want to because you do have to follow what corporate wants. Um, so it became a very, very stressful job. And it's funny when, when you grow up and, you know, I think especially in our generation, you're kind of like, okay, the end goal is to go to school, go to college, um, you know, make sure you make enough money that you grow the corporate ladder that you could get your house and the picket fence and the dogs. I feel like our generation was kind of brought up that way. And that's what I was doing. But I think what people don't understand is when you get up to that corporate ladder, it's not as great as you think it is. Because for me, that meant more time away from my family because I was uh, made to travel a lot, uh, be away on the weekends, um, you know, because in order to grow, it takes more time. And um, I didn't realize it till I was actually in it. And I, you know, I kind of like, hit an epiphany and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, this is what I work so hard for. I work so hard to spend even less time away from my family. Yeah, the, the money grows, but you know at what cost? My, you know, it started hurting my heart. Like this is this doesn't feel right. And you know, at that time my son was very young. So I was missing so many great moments with him, missing soccer, um games that he was going to, um, coming home super stressed, like angry and plus coming home late, not able to cook. So then had to buy fast food, just living a very 
unhealthy life, not having time to exercise. Um, so it all really got to me that, you know, I just light bulb went off and I'm like, if I continue living like this, first off, my health was really bad that I'll probably die young and I would not have any connection, a valuable connection with my family. So I'm like, I'm done. So I left. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a big price to pay, right? And this is when your values really come to light when you're in these situations of kind of weighing everything out and seeing the lack of, of balance and payoff for you on yeah. what matters most, which is your health and your family. At the end of the day, these are things that just, those are what matter. Yes. And so I know you shared a little bit about what your family, maybe not your husband, but you can include that too, your parents, your family, what were their thoughts when you finally made a decision and talk about the, the, you know, the time that you actually came to that point of making the decision to make a jump or a leap. Yes. So my parents are traditional Chinese parents. Um, I'm not going to say that all um, Asian parents are like this, but most of them are, especially me being first generation American. Um, so they came here when they're 17, 18. Um, and, you know, same, uh, you know, American dream for most immigrants. They just come to this country to have a beautiful future and dream, especially for their children, which I so appreciate. Um, so it's, it's all about getting the education, getting the college degree and working hard and having a stable corporate job going up the corporate ladder. Like that's, that's also what they've instilled in me. Um, so when they found out that I quit, they were very upset, <laughs> like super shocked. They didn't understand, especially since I was doing so well. And, and then, you know, the move to Florida too. So this all happened at the same time. So I only worked probably in the Florida location for about a year. Um, so they're like, wow, like you actually moved to another state with this company and then now you're going to quit. <laughs> like, what's going on? You, right? Huh? They followed you too, right? Yeah, they followed us uh, like kind of like the same time, like a year after. So they were all very confused and was like, are you going back to New Jersey now? Which was an absolute no. But yeah, they were they were very upset. Kind of like you, this is what we've worked all so hard for, you know, helping me you know, paying for my college and, you know, getting me here and, and kind of like I, I lost everything. That's what it felt like to them, you know? And they're kind of like, now what? And, you know, the kicker is what I told them what was next was to be a fitness instructor, <laughs> which is like totally like, what? Where did that come from? Like opposite from what, what I did don't need a college degree to be, <laughs> be a fitness instructor you know they were actually trying to sway me and say okay you know maybe it's the company you didn't like okay don't work retail anymore uh you know there's plenty of other human resource jobs out there just get another one and I'm like nope I'm not doing that anymore because I know what that's going to lead to so it's so funny how so many people, well, all of us, we all have an idea of what's right, what's best for the long term and now. But 
in our spirits, we, you know, we know different. So were you practicing fitness up to that point and you were just becoming more and more involved and decided you could actually teach it or how did that come about? So dance has been a part of my life for a very long time. Um, I just haven't had the confidence to feel like I could have a career in it. So, you know, ever since childhood took dance lessons, um, even so when I was a teenager, I got offered, um, kind of like to be an assistant choreographer for a couple of clubs that I was part of. So it was fun. It was fun back then. And, you know, it's funny in college, even though I was a business major and working hard academically, we had a dance team that I was part of and, I was just so thrilled to be one of the leaders to choreograph um, uh, pieces for recitals that we had coming up. And throughout like my college days, I would be up all night choreographing. Like it was my jam. Like I could do it all day when I should have been studying. <laughs> so I, that was my thing. And then, you know, meeting up and practicing with my friends and teaching them and watching my pieces come to life was like, that was the most memorable part of college for me, not my actual major. It was just the, the, the homework and the schoolwork for that was just on the side. I just did it just because I had to, just to get through, but I was not passionate of what I was learning. I was more passionate of the dance aspect, which was the the fun part. Um, so when I graduated, I, you know, obviously had to let that go and I become serious, become an adult and start working nine to five. Um, but then my last few years in when I was in Florida, after work, I would see Zumba classes you know, near my, my job. And I would just take them when I got a chance, like once or twice a week and like really enjoyed it to the point that the teacher was like, you know what, you should become certified, you know? And I'm like, really? Um, so it was nice. And I'll never forget her. Her name's Damaris. She opened up my eyes and I was like, wow, like the, just that little encouragement, just, put another light bulb in my head. I'm like, you know what? I think I could do it too. You know, yeah, I, that is so amazing. And I love hearing that because, you know, I'm big on words. Words are so powerful and the words that we speak into others, especially when we're encouraging them to believe in themselves or to see something that maybe they can't see for themselves. It just, like you just said, it opens your eyes entirely in a whole new way and shifts what you feel and believe about yourself. Yes. And leads you to taking maybe that next step. And so I knew that when we first met here, you were selling activewear clothing yes. and well, you weren't instructing though, because you were new here, right? Yes. Yep. So you were selling activewear and then from the time of meeting you, said six around six months ago to now there's been some shifts and we've been on a very similar path with that kind of all right I'm doing this but I kind of want to do that okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna try this but I'm holding on to the other thing and just kind of filling things out and you recently kind of came full circle right yes yep okay, so tell us about that so like I said when I moved here um, or when we first started here, 
the first three or six months I was, we were like in limbo. So I never, I basically told myself I took a break from fitness, especially since I was enjoying myself RVing and traveling um, and seeing different sites and states. I thought it was awesome. So obviously I, you know, wasn't doing anything with fitness. I couldn't offer a class because I wasn't in an area long enough. Um, so I, during that time, I was always in activewear. I sold activewear online and actually still have that shop and bringing it back. Um, so what I decided to do when I was like, okay, we're going to start, um, making a life here. I decided to go to networking events and that's where I met you and, you know, really started exploring what type of opportunities were out there. Um, I was hesitant to do fitness just because I just didn't know where to begin. So that was kind of like at the bottom of my list at the time. Um, so I did a lot of social media and enjoyed doing that. I got into doing reels and being comfortable in front of the camera and just, I love video editing and, and doing catchy things to, um, to help my business and activewear. And I enjoyed it to the point so much that I decided to coach other people on how to do it because people started asking me. And it, what was really cool is that when I went to networking meetings and I've never met a person before, they would literally come up to me and say, I've seen you before. I'm like, really? You know? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, on social media. I'm like, oh my God, like this really works. And then people started asking me, can you teach me how to do that? Like, and, you know, I, I would love to, especially helping other small businesses. So I got into that. Um, I'm still in that now. I'm actually selective in choosing which clients I work with, because obviously when you do social media, that becomes something of like a 24 hour type of work where you really want to get to know the client that you're working with and you're posting information and doing work for them. And I'm hoping if you do that type of work, you're passionate about what they do too, because you, you get highly involved in knowing who they are so that you could represent them on social media properly. So I currently have one client right now. Um, and that's something that I, I enjoy, um, and have a lot of fun doing. Um, but at the same time, and it's funny, I feel like life repeats itself when you come full circle. I found myself taking so many dance classes and fitness classes. Like I, I found my tribe in fitness in California and it came alive bigger than ever before. Not to say anything bad about my Florida tribe or Jersey tribe. California has an amazing dance community of love and support that I've, I've got hit so hard with in the last few months that it literally inspired me to get back into it. So I will be offering classes soon. Um, I'm also part of a salsa and bachata dance team that I love so much. And I, like the feeling is incredible because it's kind of, it feels like this was meant to be. Yeah. Um, the break that I took, if you want to call it that for the past year from RVing and traveling to exploring social media 
and meeting new people and being in a new state was meant to be for me to fully have confidence in myself to know that dance and fitness is my passion. So, yeah, I think that when we truly allow ourselves to rest and sit in stillness, that is when the greatest insights and realizations and transformation takes place. It's been true for me. And I hear that with, with you telling this story now. So yes, this girl is out here doing Zumba. What do you call It's bachata? Yes. Salsa, bachata. It's all of it. La reina, the queen <laughs> of Oceanside over here. She's all over. I see you doing those sexy dance moves too. I'm like, okay, yep, girl. Yep. <laughs> so I definitely want to try Zumba. Don't be trying to get me all freaky now, girl. I'm, I'm a holy <laughs> And you know what's funny? Like when I look back, all those opportunities were there for me in past years, but I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe I wasn't confident or maybe the timing wasn't right. Um, But they're here now and I'm taking every bit of it now and absorbing everything and I'm loving it right now. So... That makes me so happy because yeah. you just, it's like you're free. You're just completely open to what is available to you, what is right here for you. And, you know, when, when you try something and it doesn't work, it doesn't work and you go yeah. to the next thing. But I think it's a combination of both uh, timing and opportunity. Um, it's all, it is all meant to be. And you're right where you're supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. And so you shared with me an exciting um, new goal in regards to dance, something that you kind of have as on your horizon with yes. dance in the future. Yep. So it's funny. So I've I always believe in vision boards. Um, been doing vision boards for probably the past five eight years, um, and it, it was just a mix of everything that I've done in my life, and but always at like one big corner of my board was a dance studio. I didn't really know what that meant, but I knew I wanted to own one. And it was just there on the side. Like it was mixed with activewear, um, traveling, new car, whatever. But the dance studio was always there in every single vision board. Um, And I just never made it happen um, because other things were going on and different changes in my life was happening. And so with this big umph of support and community and things I'm exploring in California, I told my husband, I'm like, it's time. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, you know, it's time because he knows about this. I, I am so ready to have that dance studio in California. Um, so he's, he's totally down for it and supportive. And so we're going to make it happen. Best husband ever. <laughs> you know what's the, when you were talking about the vision board and having it there all these years, but not really making that connection until just now, it's funny because you can put things on your vision board and have, have things that you envision for yourself, but until you make that almost like a spiritual connection where you're like, this is happening. 
then it's just inevitable. Like it just, that's when you make it come to life is when you decide with your whole being that it's going to happen. Yes. Yes. That's how you sound right now about that coming to life. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up for your family? So your son is 17. He's still. Yes. Yep. What's, what is big and exciting coming up for him, for your family? What are your guys' goals? How, I mean, you said, do you think you are making, yeah, you're making it a home here. Yes. Yep. So we are probably, we're going to be looking for property and going to say goodbye to our RV pretty soon. Um, which is probably a good thing. (laughs) I know there's a lot of RV families that could live in an RV for so many years, but I think we're good. (laughs) A year is a long time. time. Yeah. It's, it's good. Especially since now (laughs) we, we drove so much that now we prefer to fly and now the, the airways are open. So um, we're, we're good now. We're, we're settled and we're, we're ready to have a bigger home and, you know, a permanent resident <laughs> in California. So that's what we're looking forward to. Um, my son loves it here. He's part of, um, a surf team in, um, Oceanside. And also he does a lot of competitions up and down the coast Um, He actually has one coming up in Dana Point. He's there right now practicing because the contest is tomorrow. Um, So he is always on it. I'm so proud of him because for someone at his age to be so focused on his goal, his goal is to um, be in WSL, which is the World Surfing League, pretty much what you see on TV. Um, with the big major professional surfers. So he wants to get there. Um, And he's still traveling the world. um, And that's what surfers do. And a lot of people ask why. It's because you get more experience by surfing different types of waves around the world and and, um, meeting new people, which is an excellent thing that he's doing. So I'm so proud of him. My husband is a real estate investor. He's had his company for over 10 years. He has staff in Florida and also the Philippines. And um, he definitely has a great um, success stories in Florida to the point that he actually will be building in California too. So um, that is where we're at right now. So it's exciting. It is. An exciting time for all of you. There's so much that's happened since you've gotten here and so much ahead of you. Yes. And that's what I want to tell people. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you do it? Or, you know, what's going, you know, if you have the opportunity to do something different in your life, but it scares you, most of the time it scares you is because you really want to do it. I tell people just do it because you don't know where it's going to lead you. And I know it's scary, but it it's, it's better than staying put at the same position that you're at and wishing that things will change. It's only going to change if you, if you take that step. And I had, first off, I had no clue that we were going to move to California. Um, I had no clue that I would meet so many beautiful friends here and now I had no clue that I was actually going to open the dance studio that I've always dreamed of. So 
it's crazy. (laughs) It's mind blowing how much opens up to you in the world when you just step out, when you just say yes, when you just take that chance and don't let your fears, your fears will go crazy on you, right? Your thoughts of, of resistance, they'll, they'll go crazy and they won't stop and they'll just get bigger and bigger. But if you just stop those thoughts and act or do the thing, you'll see for yourself what opens yes. up, what the possibilities are. And if, you know, something doesn't work out, I mean, there have been so many times where I've made a decision to try something or do something new and it doesn't work out. And it's, it's, I look at failure and mistakes, um, as a good thing. This is where the growth truly, truly happens is when you just do what is in your, your heart to do. Yep. Very good word. All right. Um, and then where can people find you? So what's your, what, what platform are you on the most? Um, Instagram and Facebook. So on Facebook, it's just my, my, my name, Christina Hart. And on Instagram, it's actively ever after. Cool. Okay. Any last thoughts? I know that was what I was going to ask you just a few minutes ago. And you kind of said through some last minute thing about stepping out and doing anything else that you want to add? Um, no, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, when people see my life, that is the first question they ask me is like, how did you do that? And what made you want to travel? And what made you it's, it's a it's a it's a feeling. It's it's a gut feeling. And I and I know this is cliche, life is too short. Um, and when you have that feeling and that want in life to do something different, just just have faith and do it. And trust yeah. the process. Yes, big big time. Um, you know, that's Nike slogan, just do it. But man, I say it that all the time, like just do it. Yes. See what can happen. What can open up for you? Well, thank you again for, for joining us and, um, telling your story. I know that you, yeah, you have so much to share and offer and, um, yeah, you're just a blessing. So, uh, looking forward to our next coffee date and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you.